T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It seems like most people that watch these situations closely say Atlanta is, is the spot to watch for him. Um, you know, potentially, I think they have some level of interest. We'll see if he has some level of interest in them. It seems like he might. Uh, good roster. They're going to need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there, there are going to be options out there this offseason uh, for quarterbacks, veterans, you know, that you might be able to trade for or sign. So, but the roster seems to be in good shape. It's a man who needs 15 wins to pass Don Shula for most all-time by a head coach. He's probably going to be looking for a place where he can get those 15 wins in the next couple of years. He's going to be 72 years old, so he's not. This isn't. He's probably not going to coach for 10 more years. Uh, so I, I would think you're looking for spots that aren't ground-up rebuild situations. Yeah. Dan Graziano yesterday on Get Up discussing Bill Belichick and the Falcons. He has since interviewed. Past tense, done, over, not will interview, future tense. Sit down with Arthur Blank, done, it's done, happened. Tweeted out in the middle of the final wild card game last night. At halftime, no less, Mega. It was good timing to really get some pop with Bill Belichick interviewing with the Falcons. So weird. It's like, hey, by the way, <laughs> we just interviewed Bill Belichick. Here's a picture of him in case you don't know who we're talking about. At halftime of Eagles Bucks. And yeah, exactly. Just, oh, by the way. Here's Bill in his Patriots gear. I'm happy they didn't Photoshop him into Falcon stuff. Maybe they can't do it because it's not Still official. Still wanted the gif of the dirty bird, Bill. <laughs> so, like, let me... What was up with that last night? What was up with that whole thing? The announcement from the Falcons. Do you buy that Atlanta is a real destination? We'll get into what we think Bill should do. But how do you read that media game last night? Because to me, that's exactly what it was. It was a media game. It was strange. It read to me like, I still think Atlanta is... The top destination right now, the destination that he's been working with behind the scenes, if you just follow the breadcrumbs of the last two weeks of the regular season, so much reporting being directed towards that division and then that team in particular. But it's odd because it, to me, it kind of looks like, okay, so he went down and interviewed and he likes Arthur Blank and he likes the setup there. Obviously, they need a quarterback, but it's a good setup otherwise. And came out of the meeting and it it felt like they're like, hey, can we put something out there about we're interviewing you? And he's like, no, 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 no. Well, can we put something out there that we met, that we had a preliminary interview? And he's like, I, I guess you can put out one statement that says that we had an interview. And that's basically what they did on Twitter and slapped a weird graphic on it. The whole thing was so bizarre that it smelled to me like Bill had to be involved in it. And that's all that he would give them so, because it was so strange. No, I agree. And again... We did this earlier, but which name is not like the others? Bill Belichick, 
the most accomplished coach of all time. I don't like to call him the greatest. The most accomplished coach of all time. The best resume in the history of the sport. He interviewed, along with Ravens D coordinator Mike McDonald, formerly of the Doobie Brothers, Baltimore Ravens assistant head coach Anthony Weaver, Cincinnati Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan, Niners D coordinator Steve Wilkes, Carolina D coordinator Ihiro Ivero. So Bill has to go in and interview like those schmucks? Like, I can't believe he took an interview. I can't believe he sat down and did it. And I really can't believe he allowed the Falcons to blast that out to the rest of the world. And to me, while I think he should go to Atlanta, and we'll elaborate on that coming up, and we've been doing it all day, this tells me the Falcons are out. Bill allowing this to be a thing. Like, if Bill was really going to Atlanta, Arkan, and really negotiating with Arthur Blank, and that was a true destination, we wouldn't hear about this meeting. Not not through the teams, not through social media. Maybe a reporter would suss it out. At 10 o'clock on a, right. on a long weekend. In the middle of, in the every, middle of game. In the middle at halftime of everybody watching the playoff game. And this wasn't on a streaming service. This wasn't on Peacock. This was on ESPN, which you also have to pay for, you morons. But everybody's watching. And so it was timed out perfectly there. This tells me the Falcons are out. And what I think it is, Arkan, and I'm curious your thoughts on it, it's Bill telling Jerry Jones. It's Bill telling Jeff Lurie in Philadelphia, come get me. I'm interviewing. I'm I'm sitting down. I'm willing to come in and talk to you. I'm open for business. Fire your guy. Fire McCarthy. Fire Sirianni. I, I, I'm here for the taking. But if you don't do it, I'm going to Arthur Blank and I'm going to the Falcons. And I think it's a little bit of a game that Bill is playing with maybe both of those destinations or whatever his preferred choice is. I think that's what this was. I, I now kind of think the Falcons are out now that this is public knowledge. Yeah, that's entirely possible. That's sort of what I thought is that, well, if you had a meeting with him and he left the meeting and you left the meeting and he wasn't your coach, then he's probably not going to be your coach. Like, it's just usually the way these things work. And I also think that whoever he does end up going to, they're going to have one meeting and he's going to make him an offer he can't refuse or they're going to agree to it right then and there. It's not going to be a long, drawn-out process because it's the NFL cut. We're eight days removed from Black Monday. Like, this, you know, these things, the wheels move quickly here and there are plenty of openings and I've only heard about this one interview so I mean I think Bill you're probably right Jones I think he is sort of showing hey everybody I'm open for business but also trying to create a market for himself because listen we all thought Tom Brady was going to get to pick wherever he wanted to go point. and a lot of people are saying the same thing with Bill Belichick every team in the league is going to want Bill Belichick so far I've heard he's taken a meeting with Atlanta and that Washington's out and I haven't heard anything else so that's the whole market it's one team so it's a good point it's like what if Bill's letting people know because there's not a lot of interest what if that's what it is? What if it's not just, hey, come get me because he's negotiating and playing some game like, hey, Jerry Jones, oh, Jerry Jones, you don't want to pay me $25 million? I'm going to go meet with Arthur Blank. I think something like that is going on. But what if it's just a lack of interest? And we were all flabbergasted at the lack of interest with Brady. What if the same thing's going on with Bill? 617-779-7937. Where should Bill go, Mego? And what should his next move be, I guess, is the more accurate way to phrase it. It's up now at Jones and Mego. Uh, how did you vote in that poll? I voted that he should retire. Retire from head coaching. Maybe you can go be um, a consultant with a team. But I just, it was really eye-opening to me, thinking about Pete Carroll over the weekend, where they're basically the same age. And Bill is much more accomplished than Pete Carroll in terms of Super Bowls and how close he is to the wins record. And I know the wins record matters to Bill. And it does seem like as a coach, Bill has a lot left in the tank, 
But just thinking about Pete Carroll and the conversation around Pete Carroll still wants to coach. Where will Pete Carroll go next? Will Pete Carroll take a year off? I'm sitting there going, this is ridiculous. Pete Carroll's 72 years old. He's been with the Seahawks for so long. Like, that's his whole thing. What, what, what are we talking about? And then I'm like, it's a much more extreme case with Bill. And it seems to me that I don't even know if, if the wins record is the biggest deal. Like, I know it matters to him. I think Bill just wants to keep coaching. I, I would like to see him just kind of hang it up, honestly. Like, I, I don't Ride off it. into the sunset off your four-win season where get? you got fired? How, how good is it going to get with one of these other teams? Well, like, if, yeah, if with goes, Arkan, better than that. If he goes with Dallas, maybe he gets them past the wild card round. If he goes with Philly, maybe it's the same thing. Maybe it's the divisional round. Maybe he wins the Super Bowl. I don't think he'll win a Super Bowl okay, with these teams. I, I'm not wagering on it either, but, like, I didn't think Brady would go to Tampa and win. So maybe he wins the Super Bowl. Arkham, where should he go? He should go to Dallas because the only thing he has left to do, uh, the check on the resume here, is the wins record. And he's close to it, and that's going to be the easiest way for him to get to it. And winning a Super Bowl, obviously he'd like to do that too. I don't think that you know that would supersede one way or another. But in terms of what is left to do on his career checklist, it's that. It's to win this. It's to take this record he's had. He's been so close. Uh, he should have been closer than he is, he probably thinks. And here's an opportunity to do that. I see what you're saying, Jones, with the Atlanta thing, but I just think that Dallas is a much more ready-made turnkey situation for him, and if him and Jerry can play nice for two years, and that means both of them have to, not just Bill and not just Jerry, they both have to uh, play nice with each other, then I think that's that's the place to go. That's it. I mean, you're, you're not going to get a better opportunity than that. Okay, and look, it's more turnkey, it's more ready. There's also more pressure, and maybe Bill looks at it and says, I can go be a god in Atlanta if I win a playoff game, or just get to the playoffs. If I get to the play, I can win 12 games like Mike McCarthy and lose a playoff game and get fired. Like, I, like I could be right there on the chopping block like a Mike McCarthy or Jason Garrett or something like Michael that. Michael Vick's a god in Atlanta. He never won anything. No, that's true. But I'm just saying, I think Bill understands those optics. And, and I think that's a minor consideration for him. Like, where can you go exceed expectations instead of lower the bar and fail? I mean, if Bill goes to Dallas and fail again, he's just Jason Garrett. He's Mike McCarthy. He's Parcells. And so... There's a better chance you exceed expectations in Atlanta. The real reason, though, I think he should take that job. And if I'm thinking like Bill, I want him to go to Dallas selfishly because it's the most fun story for us. But if I'm thinking like Bill and I want power and control, Atlanta's where I get it. He left the Jets because he didn't have it. He is leaving New England without it. If he wants power, Atlanta's the job. So that's what I think he should do. Up now at Jones and Mego on Twitter. Do you think it matters to him at all to go to a historic franchise? No. A franchise with something behind it. No, I mean, I mean, all things being equal, yes, but he's not going to leave like a million dollars on the table to go coach the Commanders, or he's not. Gonna, no, 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 no. He's and not going to give up power that. somewhere else and to get to you know take less power just to be with a, a prestige franchise. I don't think. I don't know, but I don't think. Uh, Rick is in Plymouth. Go ahead, Rick. How you doing, guys? Scal. Great weekend of football. Uh, anything that involves Peacock, I'm going to my neighborhood bar. I'm not paying for it. You can't make me. TV is supposed to be free. Okay. Well, it's not. Uh, I mean, it's, as, I don't. Rick, you, do you pay for cable? Yes, I do, but I'm not paying for both. Okay. <laughs> okay. But okay, it's but I'm just, but I'm just saying, you understand how foolish that sounds when it's like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to pay for cable, and there's a playoff game on, on, or I'm not going to pay for streaming. There's a playoff game on cable. There was a game I'm, on ESPN last on, night. I'm paying for cable. I'm not paying for something else when I should get the game on cable. 
that's kind of my stance on the whole thing. Okay, and that's fine. And look, maybe I, all bars and restaurants didn't didn't carry it. I mean, I, so if you were lucky enough to find one, I'm going to go pay for food and drink to watch this game. And I. <laughs> He lost me and he said, great weekend of football. Too. <laughs> well, that too. But it's just like... <laughs> Other than that, I agreed with the whole... <laughs> I, I, look, I'm all, I'm sympathetic to bars and restaurants, but just they cried when they started putting games on cable a decade plus ago. And it's like, what? I got to get a cable package now? Yeah, yeah, you got to get cable. That's where games are. If you want people to come watch the game, you got to get it. So you got to pay for the streaming service. Sorry. Kevin's in Connecticut. Sell a couple extra pretzels and beers. Kevin's in Connecticut. Go ahead, Kevin. Hi. How are you guys doing today? We're doing well. Terrific. <clears throat> I just wanted to say that the NFL really doesn't care how good the games were this week. They were worried about weeks 15, 16, and 17, which all the fan bases were interested because there were teams that got in that in years past wouldn't have got in. So he's making a case for expanding the postseason. And I, I understand this. I get it. You expand the playoffs, there's an extra spot. Pittsburgh gets in on the final weekend. Um, Green Bay gets in on the final day and it's like you keep those races alive to keep more markets involved and boost the television ratings in December going into the playoffs. I get that. I'm just saying I don't really care about their ratings at the end of the day. Maybe it's a good business decision. I care about when I sit down on Wild Card Weekend watching some good competitive games. And I feel like we didn't have those this weekend. Uh, so you can jump in 617-779-7937. We'll get more into what Bill should do. We'll give you the results of our big question of the day. Show poll up now at Jones and Mego. Uh, I do want to get further into the head coaching carousel, where Bill Belichick fits into all of it. We mentioned Mike Tomlin storming off the podium uh, yesterday. We talked about that earlier today. Arkan has an update on Tomlin. We'll get into Nick Sirianni, his future as well, where Bill fits into potentially that Philly gig. That's right after trending with Arkan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now back to Jones and Mego on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. When you get back to, Nick, to Sirianni, is he really the guy that you want leading the charge going down the stretch here in terms of like a couple of years from now? Or is Bill Belichick in play? Mm. Is that the kind of guy who needs to be in play here? Because personally, I think it's something that you definitely have to consider.
That was Lou Riddick earlier today on Get Up. And I would just consider the source on this. Could just be a talking head, hot taker. Sirianni should be out of a job, and I'd talk to Bill Belichick. Maybe that's Riddick talking out his backside. Could be. Uh, He could be up there spitballing. I have no idea. Or maybe because he played for Bill, played for Saban, has connections in that Belichick orbit. Maybe he knows what he's talking about. I, I don't know the answer. But I find it interesting he links Bill Belichick to Philly. And I think that's why there was such a song and dance about the Bill interview in Atlanta last night. Tweeted out on Falcon social media. They made it known. So is he trying to get Jeff Lurie or Jerry Jones to come get him? Maybe. What do you think, uh, Mego, since you're saying retirement, and Arkan, I know you already think it's Dallas, what's a better well, job no, no, for Bill? I want to be clear. I don't think he's going to no, no, retire. No, no, that's what you think that's he should do. That's just what I wish he would do. That's what you think he should do. What do you think is a better gig, Philly or Dallas? Dallas. Why? Well, he's probably going to get more money if he goes to Dallas. And it's a, I like the defense better. Certainly after watching Philly last night, I like the defense better. He gets to coach Micah Parsons, who he'll be in love with. He's I think he's been in love with since the draft. Um, I kind of feel like because he's had so much more time in the league that Dak Prescott will be a little bit uh, harder for Bill to mess with than Jalen Hurts. Like, I could see him going and coaching in Jalen Hurts and Jalen Hurts really backsliding. And that's just coming off of, I know Hurts and Mac Jones are nowhere near the same kind of quarterback. Hurts is much better and has a much different skill set and has had uh, more time in the league. But I just... I don't know. I, I, I think Dallas is just a better fit for him overall, and it, and they're a closer team. Do you think Philly's really in play? Yes. Why? Because I didn't before. I said a few times that I thought Sirianni was going to be safe no matter what. Remember, the first, the first, one, I I heard, game, the first right? one I heard to really bring this up, like him or hate him, uh, was Craig Carton. Craig Carton yeah. was the first one like a couple of weeks ago to, to say— Philly? Yes. Okay. You I know, thought you were talking about Dallas. Man, I never bought I any tickets no, 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 from no, him, so I don't mind him that much. No, 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 no. No, Arkan no, Ar- no, is the first one to ever bring up Dallas. Right, right, right. No, one, no, one brought world, it, yes. no one brought it up before Arkan in December. Nobody's ever talked about the Dallas Cowboys. Never. But, no, no, the first one I heard, I'm not saying he was the first, but the first one I heard bring up Sirianni being out and Belichick replacing him was Craig Carton in, uh, on TV. And so you think it's really in play. Why? I think it's in play just based on the way not only they collapsed at the end, but that that game was an embarrassment. I know they were on the road, but I mean that was that was about as bad of a loss as I've seen a good team have. It was worse than the Dallas loss. I think it was as bad a loss as there was all weekend. And you know when you when you sort of break it down, I think Dallas is still a better spot because Philly won more recently. If you win in Dallas, then you know they're America's team again. Like you talked about being a legend in Atlanta, you take Dallas back to the Super Bowl and you win one there. You are, I mean, you know that that's another level of it. I think so. I think that would be better for him. I also think that uh, in terms of what they have being turnkey, it's basically the same. You know, it's basically the same. It's just who wants them more. Well, and to Mego's point, Philly. I mean, outside of Hurts, I mean, Philly's a lot older of a roster and it's like Kelsey retired today yep uh who's the defensive end who talked about wanting to do uh Graham was it Brandon Graham Brandon wants Graham. to do like a farewell tour it's like Fletcher Cox is super He's old, old. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they don't have other good players like AJ Brown is young and they have other good players but like great guys in that secondary <laughs> yeah it just feels <laughs> like that's an aging roster and so look I think Philly's realistic Florio wrote about it today Lake can't lay off the juice. <laughs> Philly wrote about it today uh or Florio rather wrote about Philly today at Pro Football Talk, he said it all comes down to what owner Jeff Lurie wants. He'll be making his decision with full knowledge that the greatest coach in NFL history is available to anyone who wants him. 
already, Belichick is interviewed with the Falcons. We discussed that earlier. I think that being known is it's for a reason, and I think it's trying to get the attention of Jerry Jones, Jeff Lurie, maybe to Arkan's point, maybe Bills is not getting the interest he expected on the open market. All eyes have been trained on Dallas since the Cowboys were embarrassed by the Packers for the possible firing of Mike McCarthy, possibly followed by the hiring of Belichick. Florio writes, if Lurie thinks one chance uh, or thinks his one chance at Belichick could quickly come and go, will he make the move? It could be he'd only fire Sirianni if he believes Belichick would take the job. Formal search is notwithstanding. Plenty of these arrangements are made behind the scenes. If Lurie knows he wants Bill, and if Lurie knows Bill wants the job, it's just a matter of activating that process by creating a vacancy. And so, again, maybe that's going on with the Philly interview, uh, or Atlanta interview, rather, trying to get Philly's attention. Florio doesn't rule it out. I'll add, since Dallas was brought up in that story as well, Jerry Jones typically makes his radio appearance today. Not every year, not all the time. He's not contractually obligated to do it once the season's over. But traditionally in Dallas, he goes on the radio there on Tuesdays and Fridays. And he usually, more often than not, does those appearances. This year he's not. Which, Mego, makes me think something is up in Dallas, which I already felt, but I feel even more strongly about that. McCarthy's probably out. And you had a good theory as to another reason Jerry Jones may blow off that radio interview. What was it? <laughs> Maybe Bill doesn't want Jerry Jones on oh, there squawking yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Well, I think that goes one and the same. I think Jones is laying low. That Jones, not you. Uh, Jerry Jones is laying low off the radio because Bill's like, hey, can you stay quiet for a week? I'm going, I maybe, I'm not maybe, I, like I'm sure Bill had scheduled that interview with Atlanta some time ago and he's going, I, I, I'm operating good faith, going to Atlanta, I'm going to hear them out, see what the plan is there. You know, I don't want you going on your show on Tuesday saying Bill's coming here on Wednesday and we're going to go get the biggest fish out there and blah, 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 and whatever Jerry Jones spin you're going to put on the situation. Like if we're going to do this, I need you to show me that it's going to be a partnership like it was to an extent with Bill Parcells and we can play by equal rules where it's not a major distraction when we're trying to make something important work out. Yeah, I just think, you know, Bill said, Jerry, you can't help yourself. I, I don't know if you would say this to him in as many words, but Jerry, you can't help yourself. Can you just don't, don't do the interview until this is all done? And then you can make a big dog and pony show. We can fill up AT&T Stadium if you want and introduce me. It'll be like LeBron and, and Bosch and everybody getting introduced. Put me up there on a stage and it just in the meantime, because you can't help yourself. Can you not do your radio interview? Maybe that's why Jerry Jones blew the interview off. Uh, furthermore, one text here, and then I want your thoughts, Arkan. 37937. Jones, you dope. Atlanta tweeted out every coaching interview, not just Bill. Right. I just imagine Bill would be different because all those other guys are nobodies. They're all nobodies and nothings. And the fact that Bill even had to interview is laughable. Quote, unquote, interview. Sitting down with the Falcons. And I can't imagine they tweet that one out without his blessing. But do you think... The Jerry Jones thing, uh, the lack of an interview this week, Arkan, tells you about any discussion between he and Bill Belichick. Um, one that was announced, sure. Yeah, I don't think that they would necessarily go uh, go all full blast that we've uh, interviewed Bill Belichick. I would imagine that if Jerry does interview Bill Belichick, it's going to be one interview. It's going to be one where you're not taking any more after this. Here's the offer. You shouldn't need to interview. What do you right? think? Or even not like, even does do Bill that. Need Just to... like a phone call. Like, you know? Bill doesn't like, need to yeah. interview, period. That's why, I'm st that's why I still think it's for show. Uh, that that they tweeted this out in Atlanta. Like, Bill did the interview to let everybody know. And then, sure, talk about it at halftime of the Bucks and Eagles. Like, Bill shouldn't have to interview. 
He know he knows Jeffrey Lurie. He knows Jerry Jones. He knows Stephen Jones. He went on and on about them. We played you the clip yesterday. We played it earlier this year. He knows them. They know him. What if they had released it as Bill Belichick interviewed us today to see if we're his next then destination? Then they'd look pathetic. <laughs> they, they, look they really would, would, but that would be funny. Interview us, that. Bill. What do you think? Let us know. Give us a give us an audit, Bill. Uh, it's up now at Jones and Mego. What should Bill Belichick's next move be? Arkan says Dallas. 60% of you agree that Dallas should be his next move. I'm surprised at second place. 18%. The Super PAC is strong, Mego. 18% agree with oh, Mego. fell off a little bit. That he should retire. I just Is that just Patriots fans who are like, you should never coach anywhere else? I He's think a Patriot it is. for life. I think it is. What, did you forget he coached in Cleveland? So, like, well, he's a Patriot for life. He should never coach anywhere else. Is that why it's so high? Uh, 11% agree with me, Atlanta, which is not what I think will happen. But if I'm Bill, that's what I would choose. And Philly, getting the fewest amount of votes, which is surprising to me, at 10%. Continue to vote there. You can weigh in. 617-779-7937. Speaking of Philly, here's Nick Sirianni sounding like a dead man walking after that pathetic pathetic loss last night. But are you concerned at all about your job? Like I just said to, you know, like I just said over here, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about the guys. Um, again, there's a lot of guys in that locker room, all the guys in that locker room, every single one of them that put their heart and soul into this. Um, I'm not worried about me. I'm not, I'm worried, I'm, I'm not worried. I'm, I'm, you know, as the head coach, uh, I'm just trying to be there for our guys and our staff right now, um, you know, through a, through a tough time. Um, you know, obviously, we didn't we didn't finish uh, anywhere near we wanted to finish, and uh, so again, my heart feels for these guys. You know, we're all taking it hard, and that's where my mind is right now. So he's out, I think. And I, we'll see about Tomlin, who we'll get to here in a moment. There's been subsequent reporting since the start of the show. We can weigh in on whether we believe it or not. I feel like a lot of Patriots fans, like I tweeted out all these names earlier today, and I put them in our Slack channel as well. Like all the different names where you didn't have to rush out and hire somebody. Like, people realize no other team has hired a coach, right? Like, people realize that. Patriots fans, you realize that. Like, Carolina fired their coach in season. They don't have one yet. Washington moved on from their coach as quickly as possible. Same Vegas. thing with Atlanta. They don't have coaches yet. Vegas, thank you. Another. It's like, you realize no one else has a coach. And so, when I say the Patriots could have taken their time and at least sat down with some of these coaches. I'm not saying Nick Sirianni is better than Gerard Mayo. He might be. He might not be. I don't know. If Sirianni's out of a job tomorrow and you rushed into Gerard Mayo, you didn't want a chance to talk to him when he was in the Super Bowl last year. Or you didn't want a chance to talk to, eh, maybe they back-channeled with Vrabel. Maybe they've already talked to Vrabel. But like a formal interview with Vrabel, you didn't want that they opportunity. They interviewed him on national TV. Everybody saw it. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you didn't want that opportunity with Vrabel. Or like if Tomlin gets blown out in Pittsburgh, and we'll get to that coming up. You don't want a chance to talk to Mike Tomlin? He's won a Super Bowl. He has a winning record every single year. I think it's a little overrated. He's not my favorite coach. But he's out there. He's a bit, You don't want a chance to talk to him? You just want to race into Gerard Mayo. Because contractually, it's in his deal since last January. And if you believe the reporting of Burt Breer, and I do, he may have been told as far as two years ago, he was the next guy in New England. Never mind Nick Saban, who's retired now. You have a chat with him but you're locked into Mayo. You can't. I don't think you're bringing back Pete Carroll. He's out of a job in Seattle. You know, if uh, if McCarthy is out in Dallas, not like he would be my pick either, but the man won a Super Bowl. Like, you could talk to some actual Super Bowl winning coaches and pop your head out like you're a groundhog on Groundhog's Day. You're Punxsutawney Phil on Groundhog's Day. Peek out. Look around. 
See what's going on out there. You can talk to guys who have won and won at a high level. Consultomic Phil, is that his name? <laughs> Thank you, Wiggy. Yes. Not some guy who is just in your organization that, for some reason, Robert Kraft thinks is brilliant because, what, he worked at Optum? Like, why don't you talk to people around the league who have won and won at a high level and run their own program and see how smart you still think Gerard Mayo is. If you still think he's this brilliant guy and the only guy for the job, give him the job. But not going through the interview process with some of the names that are out there, to me, is just shameful. I agree, and it's not to discredit Gerard Mayo. It's just even beyond that, you have such a lack of talent on the offensive side of the ball and I'm sorry, I'm not super inspired by the job that I saw Bill O'Brien do this year. And I'm not sure that bringing in Josh McDaniels is going to solve the whole operation, no matter what quarterback you get out of the draft or get on in free agency either. And so if you could go out and just talk to some of these young guys from around the league, not even necessarily hire them, but take a minute to have them in at Gillette and just look around and say, what would you do? Or what have you done? And what direction is the league going in? Because you have been just within the palace gates for 25 years. And You've been doing it with a defensive coach one way for 25 years. And I understand that it's not like Bill never changed his systems or brought in new folks or anything like that. But these last 10 years, towards the end, it's been very insular. So It's a missed opportunity. It is. And it's just like, I hate... The mixed messaging. We talked about this yesterday. Like, you have to rush into a coach, but you're going to wait until after the draft on a GM? How do those two things compute? Well, because they're not going to have a GM. I understand, but it's like you're racing into one, but the other one you're like, nah, no biggie. Like, how, how is that even halfway consistent? It's not. And so I want to find uh, a tweet here, at Jones WEI. Here we go. Charlie, when Brady left, one of the problems was there was no succession plan. When Belichick leaves, the problem is there was a succession plan. Like, I get people who hear me complaining about both those things i understand that there's something to be said for having a succession plan i get that but you could still interview gerard mayo you could still have him be the favorite but going through the process to me when you raced into hiring somebody when no one else has filled their job and more job openings may happen and more coaches may be out on the street rushing into that i just i don't get there's something to be said for a succession plan identifying someone and going with them but there's also something to be said for taking an opportunity after 25 years of talking to some of these people, Arkan. Yeah, it wasn't as though, you know, you did your due diligence and the guy that you liked all along is the one who ended up winning the job, which is interesting because, like, you know, with the quarterback situation, like, that's usually how these things kind of go. This was predetermined from an entire year ago. I mean, this was something that they they wanted to make happen this way. They sort of envisioned the way that it would all go, and part of me wants to push back and say, you know, it was proactive, and I don't think these teams that are all waiting around are doing themselves any favors either, because the more you wait around and dink around, you know, things uh, fill up, and then you end up having to scramble after that, and I feel like if the Patriots were doing that, if they were, you know, interested and in on all these guys, and they start getting hired other places, then we'd be having that same conversation. I'd be uh, annoyed that they weren't being more proactive, but again, we're eight days away from Black Monday, and the only coach uh, vacancy that's been filled is Gerard Mayo with the Patriots. That's it. It's the only one. Okay, so Twitch chat, I see this. It's in his contract. You can't break that, Jones. What was the rush? Like, this is what I'm talking about. What was the rush of putting that in print? You prevent, you blocked yourself. You could have bought him out, too. From talking to any of these people. And you could have. That's true. But then, then if you really liked him and you just were interviewing people just to go through the process and expose yourself to some other ideas, you did risk losing him. But you're right, Ryan. You could have bought him out. And maybe that's part of the reason they raced into it, because they didn't want to pay him to be out on the street and go coach somewhere else. 
Uh, meanwhile, Mike Tomlin stormed off the podium. Uh, there's updated reporting on this, but I want to play this for you. This is Tomlin's final question yesterday. Anyone? Mike, you have a year left on your contract. What's up? He ran off. Ran off. And I, I wonder now, the more I hear that, I wonder if at like the beginning of it, they were like, he's not taking any questions on his future. He just wants to talk about the crappy game he just coached. <laughs> it's still very suspect. Ryan, you're shaking your head. That wasn't uh, that wasn't said at the beginning? No, I think that would also be a ridiculous thing for any PR person to come out and say, uh, don't ask questions about the most important yeah. thing going forward. The Patriots just did it with Bill. PR people do that all no, the time. No, right, exactly. So, like, I, but like, as somebody who sat in many press conferences, is we're taking, but I agree with taking you. questions on the topic. It's today. suspect. Why can't you take questions about your future if you're going to be back, Mike? Why can't you take questions? Why do you got to storm off? So here's the latest reporting. You tell me if you believe it. You heard Tomlin there. There's been, you know, the idea all going back to last off season that this could be Tomlin's final year in Pittsburgh. He has one year left on his deal. He hasn't been extended. He'd be a lame duck next year. Mike Garofalo, uh, Garofalo, NFL Network league partner, uh, says that Mike Tomlin plans to return to coach the Steelers next year. He told Steelers players on Tuesday suggestions he was leaving are unfounded, and he plans to address the media later this week. Liar. Okay, I, I wonder, like, he may not be planning on leaving. Is this going to be a Pete Carroll situation? His intention may be to return. Exactly, Mego. What if the Steelers are like, we're done with you? I don't think so. I don't think that the Steelers are pushing him out. I think he was uh Well, why unhappy. haven't they signed him to an extension? I, think, I don't know. I think he was unhappy about that question. Um, but I, I think it would be foolish to push him out. I do. I think they didn't have a quarterback, and they they desperately need one. But there's a couple teams in that situation. Arkan, you think the Tomlin stuff is real? Mm, I think he's staying. I don't think that they're going to move on from him. I think that at this point, you know, you look at, at the team that's sort of been assembled, and yeah, he hasn't won anything without Ben Roethlisberger, but neither did the guy before him either. And, you know, he's considered a good coach. So I think that you look at the overall track record, you look at the winning seasons, you look at that team making the playoffs this year, and I think you have to bring him back. I don't think there's anything to that. Whether he's out or not, the Patriots should have waited that situation out. They should have waited before rushing into Mayo. They should have waited and said, mm, maybe Mike Tomlin shakes free. Let's talk to him. But no, you had to rush into Gerard Mayo. Brian's in Woburn. Go ahead, Brian. Oh, hi, Jones. Uh, Dr. Arkan Mayo. I've been listening to you guys since you switched back to EEI or switched on AEI, so sure. really love the show. Anyway, so that, the Brian. reason why, uh, yes. Um, so the reason why I think Belichick should retire is because if he goes somewhere else, say he goes to the Cowboys and they only win five games or six games, that starts to tarnish his legacy. Where right now his legacy is still intact. Yeah, so he could, and it, it's the shines come off a little bit post Brady, but he could hurt his legacy by going to Dallas. He could really enhance it if he wins a Super Bowl. He could really enhance it, but if he goes to Dallas and misses the playoffs. He's not even Mike McCarthy in Dallas. He could hurt his legacy. That's why, and I think Bill plays these games, these media games. Atlanta, to me, makes some sense on that front. Because the expectations are lower. They won seven games this year. That's so half-assing it, though. Ugh. Okay. Do you, do you not think that's how Bill looks at it? I know. That's why I'm saying then just retire. Okay. Well, like, you, if you're going to half-ass it because you just want some record that doesn't matter to anybody but you... That's I don't like that. Well, that's the caller agrees with you. He's taking three years of seven wins to get it in Atlanta. Say yeah. it again. It would take him three years of seven wins apiece. No, to get right. It in that's true. But he, I mean, in his mind, uh, if he's got some runway in a place, you, you got more runway in a place like Atlanta than Dallas. Like if you don't make, if you got don't more win, talent play- oh, clearly. No, but, but if you don't win a playoff game in two years in Dallas, you're on the hot seat. He would be. Yeah, but he'd only be there two years anyway. Okay, uh, that's if they win all those games. Bob's in the car. Go ahead, Bob. 
Hi, good afternoon, uh, Jones. Uh, three points. I think Mike Bel- uh, yeah, Bill Belichick should interview wherever he's interested. He had a mediocre at best performance the last four years. If I were an owner, I would definitely want to sit down and find out what's the problem here. Is it, were you unable to get along with people? You were unable to assess talent and so forth. I would definitely not skip an interview with him. That's number one. Number two, I think Kraft made a big mistake by promising the job to Mayo. He should have said, I'll promise you an interview, but uh, let's, I'm not going to say to you right now, two years ago, that the job is yours. And thirdly, uh, I think what Kraft should have done was really try to attack the issue of his general management capabilities in terms of Belichick. You yeah, know, so that's I don't really what the weakness was. I don't disagree with that last part, Bob. I, it feels like uh, Robert has attacked the GM, and he is filling that job, and it's his son, Jonathan. That, that's what it feels like is going on. Uh, I agree with him on Mayo. Why you had to put that in writing is beyond me. And I'm shocked Bill took an interview. And I'm even more shocked he made it known and allowed the Falcons to make it known. So what do you make of all of it? You continue to vote at Jones and Mego on Twitter. What should Bill's next stop be? His next move be in terms of where he winds up? And um, we have triple play with Christian Arcan next. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's going to be a triple play! It's time for the triple play. Yes! Triple play! The top three burning questions of the day. And there's three! Jones and Mego. Triples is best. Triples is best. I don't live in a hotel and the 99 restaurant now has early week supper specials. Bring the family and enjoy a delicious roast turkey dinner every Sunday. Hearty meatloaf every Monday and crispy spinach and artichoke chicken every Tuesday. You gotta... And I mean, you gotta love the nines. Arkan, Arkan sounds a little out of breath. Yeah, no, no he, I don't. I am in good shape. He right went, now. he went sprinting into that other room. He no was problem. bragging to us about his Papa Shot stats. Well, he was. Right. No, he was Sullivan's tab. I was winded after. No, no, that. no, no, no. He was in here woofing <laughs> chips. Which, by the way, WEI's <laughs> coverage also doing. of the football postseason is brought to you by Wise Snacks. No one does crunchy, salty, or cheesy better than Wise Snacks. Delicious, delicious snacks. Arkan's in here stuffing his face. The as honey barbecue, Mago. so good. But he has to run into the other room, so if he sounds out of breath, that's why. But did you meatloaf Mondays is what's going on at the nines? That's your ass. Meatloaf Mondays, uh, crispy spinach and artichoke chicken every Tuesday. Hmm. I like that. I like it too. Was bet your ass in the read that you were supposed to do there? Um, no. All right. It's called ad libbing. Uh, anyway, it's Tuesday. That makes it over under Tuesday. Fear so of the mind. Get to our overs <laughs> and unders. Number one. All right, uh, Mega. We'll start with you. How many more interviews that we hear about? Will Belichick take before he makes a decision, whatever decision that is? Over under is two and a half more interviews. Oh, I think definitely under. Even if he's uh, having conversations with three other teams, which feels like a stretch, he's going to make a decision and it's going to be more of a dark horse than we realize, I think. Like we, when it comes down to hearing about interviews. What does that mean? There's going to be a dark horse? What team Well, no, a about? dark horse in terms of, like, it's not going to be all over Twitter. Oh, it's I not going to be Comes headlines out of nowhere. in a we didn't get got it, got it, got it. Right? Got it. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah, I think it'll be uh, a little bit more quiet than Atlanta putting up a big graphic after the fact saying, we've interviewed yeah. Bill Belichick. I'm with you under. I think it'll be zero. 
Like we might, we're, we are not going to see another team on their social media account blast out. We interviewed but Bill Belichick. Not no, because he ends up with Atlanta. Out. No, no, another report may, but we're not going to get it the same way Atlanta did. And no. I'm guessing, I'm guessing it'll be under two and a half because to Mego's point, the next team we hear about is going to be the team. And I think the reason the Atlanta thing was forecast, and I, if I were Bill, I would choose Atlanta. If I want power and I want real influence and control, which we know he wants, I would take Atlanta. But I think that's a giant for sale sign. Come get me, Jerry. Come get me, Jeff Lurie, in Philadelphia. That's what I think it is. And so I bet the next time we hear about Bill and a job, that's the one he's taking. And so I don't think Atlanta's in the mix anymore. If I'm wrong about it, I'm wrong about it. Whether it's Dallas or Philly or whomever, the next one we hear about, that's where he's going. Because Bill, Bill is not one to telegraph his moves and let you know what he's thinking. And interviewing in Atlanta is letting you know what he's thinking. So under two and a half, I bet it's zero until his next gig. All right, let's get to our second over-under. Number two. All right, Jones, we'll start with you here. We touched on this earlier. How many more times will Jeremy Swayman be an all-star as a Boston Bruin? The over-under for this, also two and a half all-star nods. I mean, under, I don't think he's going anywhere, by the way. So this is not like a sinister answer where I'm like, ooh, he's going to be a five-time all-star, but it'll be twice in Boston and, you know, three more times with the Habs or whatever. I think he's going to be in Boston. I just, I don't see him, as much as I like him, I don't see him as a perennial all-star. And I'd have to go back and look like... A lot was, of good goalies in the East. Was Tim Thomas a perennial all And then just the way they do the stupid all-star game now. Like, I feel like there's not... It's not as easy to get in. It's not like the Pro Bowl where they're taking Mac Jones and everybody else. Was Tim Thomas a perennial all-star? Was Tuca a perennial all-star? Like, Tim I feel Thomas like, was an all-star twice. Yeah, so like they got on some teams, but like... The two years he won the Vezna. Yeah, and so that's a two-time Vezna winner. He only made two all-star teams. Like I don't see Swayman making over that two and a half. I do think the Bruins will figure out a way to keep him. I just think they're going to have to carve out some moves and probably overpay more than they want to to keep Swayman when if they were in front of it and did the right thing and traded Allmark this past offseason when Swayman wanted a new contract and when they were taking him through the arbitration process, which he hated and was vocal about hating, if they were more in front of it, they could have saved themselves some money in a hard cap league. Not that's the end of the world, but they could have saved themselves some money. They won't. I just don't see him as a perennial, you know, every year he's an all-star kind of goalie. He'll sneak his way onto another team probably, but I, I don't see him making three, four, five all-star teams. Tim Thomas didn't do that. Tuca didn't do that. I pretty much co-sign with everything that you said, and I don't think it's because he's not going to be a Bruin anymore. I think it would be extremely foolish for them not to work with him on a contract. Uh, I mean, they can extend him now, but certainly in the offseason when they have the cap space and can make some decisions about other free agents that they have. But, yeah, just because he made the all-star weekend this year doesn't, point to me that we're seeing the beginning of something where he's going to go on a tear and make like three of them. No. All right, let's get to our third over. Number three. All right, the Emmys were last night, so this is a question about a TV show that wasn't eligible for that, but could be I, for next I year. I did not know that the Emmys were on last night. I also don't know the last time that I watched okay. the Emmys. Weren't the Emmys supposed to air like last fall and they kicked them to, to last night? I don't really? know. I think this was Is that right? This was supposed to take place a while ago Who and they moved them to last night. I have no idea. Who hosted I, I, it? I like why would you put it up against football? After after Joe Coy, I now get why they don't just have a host <laughs> every single year. I get why they do some of these hostless shows. I never got that before. Now I get it. Um well this isn't really even about the Emmys, but it is about a TV show that just started uh this past weekend, the new Jodie Foster True Detective. So the question is how much of this new season do you plan on watching, if any, over under one half episode, Mego? 
Oh, I'm definitely going to watch at least an episode. First of all, I saw it got really good reviews. I love Jodie Foster. And Mr. Who is a big uh, True Detective fan from season one. So Did he like season two? He didn't. Season two was really no, bad. No, he, he, he's, he quit on it after season one, but he's really obsessed with season one. And this is the one that's supposed to be like the comeback season. Like It's supposed to be super strong. Have you watched it yet, Arkham? I did. I really liked it. Okay, I thought it's the good. first episode was very good. I see lots of ads. I haven't seen it, it's but even I am aware that she's on it. Very, very good. Did you watch the end of Fargo? Uh, the last episode's tonight, so no. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I thought it was also Sunday. I just think everything's on Sunday night because yeah. I just watch everything like well after you I've just catch up at the end the of the sports. week. I watch everything on like a Wednesday. Uh, under and by the way, I, I won't watch any episodes of that. I haven't seen any episodes of True Detective. I'm not starting now. By the way, uh, Anthony Anderson hosted the Emmys last night. How could we have missed that? Was he good? He I, must have been good. There's no like headlines ripping his monologue no he- or no anything. No headlines saying he was good either. You've seen his jokes everywhere? Well, so like, I, I don't know. F- I feel like that's a win if you're hosting an award show. If nobody's ripping your monologue, then you were mostly a success. Okay, fair enough. Apparently it was a musical monologue. Oh, good. That oh. riffed on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. They never do that at award shows. Let me just get this in real quick because it's, it's hot off the presses. Sean McAdam talked to Tom Warner about his full throttle quote. Okay. He's doubling down on it. No, headline, <laughs> not the most artful comment. Jesus. Tom Warner said, <laughs> which I co-signed, not the most artful comment. Uh, she, Pete Abe? Quote, hang on. Maybe that wasn't the most artful way of saying what I wanted to say. Warner told Mass Live by phone on Tuesday afternoon, which is that we're going to be pressing all the levers to improve the team. In the end, nobody's happy with our performance the last few years. Some years we go after somebody who's about to be a free agent or was a free agent as it pertains yeah. to Trevor Story and Rafi Devers. That is such a lie. We felt very strongly we were going to compete for Cartman Standby, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Yeah. <sighs> but in the end, he went to another team. I love how he just says that. Like, oh, you know, we were in the mix. We just, he just happened to go to another team. <laughs> but we felt we were in the mix. We were going to be competitive. We certainly aren't happy. Blah, blah, blah. In the end, we don't have a line in terms of our payroll. Cartman? Yeah. That we look at as much as trusting Craig is going to deliver on his assurance that we're going to be competitive. Now, Arkan, what did Craig Breslow say? Craig Breslow spoke with Pete Abraham and was asked about if he still believes ownership was committed to competing at the highest level. Breslow, that's a fair question. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. And it gets worse after that. As I've gotten to know this organization better through the conversations I've had with ownership, they absolutely are still supportive of assembling a World Series team as quickly as we possibly can. Just not this year. But I think the reality is it's going to require a step forward from the young position players. It's going to require a build-out of a talent pipeline of arms that we can acquire, we draft, and we can develop internally. And it's going to require aggressive player development in the minor leagues and the major leagues so guys that we think the next wave Meyer, Anthony and Teal that group are not just big leaguers but impact big leaguers it went from full throttle to I hope these guys in double A become all stars <laughs> really really quickly didn't they? and it coincides with Tom <laughs> Werner at least acknowledging that maybe full throttle wasn't the quote unquote most artful way of putting that's it. good yeah let's make sure we develop these guys as fast as possible so you don't have to pay them either okay Let's circle back on the Red Sox. I want to get to Jonathan Kraft. Hey, Craig, you think these owners suck? Yeah, that's a fair question. You know what? Fair question. I didn't really know what I was getting into when I took this job. Great question, Pete. Uh, You know, meanwhile, his Cubs are signing free agents after he leaves, and he gets here, and he's like, wait, I thought we were going to sign. I thought we were the Red Sox. 
Uh, so not the most artful, says Warner. Wait on those double-A players, says Craig Breslow. Uh, let's follow up on those Red Sox comments, and we'll get back to Jonathan Kraft. Is he the one calling the shots on the biggest question facing this organization? Who's the next quarterback? That's next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 